Boom. Alright, welcome to Time Code. Uh I'm Olive. And I'm Pan. And this is our gonna be our like 2019 in review episode. I remember I I know that in our minion or not minions episode, in our Parasite episode, I said our next episode would be minions. But then we took a little hiatus to get the schedule worked out and stuff, and instead we're just gonna do a little 2019 video instead to come back and then minions will be two episodes from now which is confusing but just... <laughs> it's confusing for me i i enjoy that i enjoy that we've because of time restrictions and things like and whatever else i don't owe anyone an excuse for a hiatus however i do i do enjoy that we're doing our like 2019 interview on like like a month in the 2019 as of the oh, date yeah, of this, this is... recording but <laughs> yeah, it's, and it's gonna come out several days after the recording too, so it's gonna yeah. be even. It it just makes me think of like back in the day when I used to be into like I used to be more into let's players on YouTube and stuff, and people would try like especially with like game grumps, people would try to like figure out when an episode was recorded because they would record it and edit it and post it like weeks later than when they actually recorded it, and there was like people dedicated to figuring it out for whatever reason but it's, it's reminiscent of that hey, talking about these things let's, you know what let's not beat around the bush let's let our audience know we're recording this on january 20th <laughs> it is a aquarius season it's, it's aquarius season it's my it's time our to shine. time bitches <laughs> it's our time it is it, it what a perfect time to come back to the recording i think we recorded our minions episode in like november yeah <laughs> it's gonna come like, out in february you were like i i know that we said we'd do minions next we're doing this episode next and i'm like this is the first time hearing of this oh. <laughs> <laughs> well i didn't really like i know this is gonna be late no matter what but i didn't want to do like 2019 in review february no, that, 8th or whatever yeah, that, that would, would be, be that would just not be worth it anymore at that point Minions is a treat, everybody. It's a treat. It just, it is, it yeah, is, it really is. It is very is. unhinged. Was, it really was. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't edited that one yet, so like I know what's what. So I don't remember what we talked about, but I know that once I'm like listening to it recording, I'm gonna be like, oh no, we can't, we can't, we we can't release this. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I, I I was saying to you before we started recording that I'm not one for creating lists. I mean, I I love watching lists, like top 10. Put me on that watch mojo when I'm really <laughs> thirsty for a list to see. I mean, they're like my, my last resort when I just really need a top 10 list. But uh, here we are, 2019 in review. What, what you yeah. might refer to as a list. I know that you have a list. I don't really have a I list. Because uh, mm -hmm. I, don't, I, don't do, I, I just don't do it. That's why I have a Letterboxd account. You know, because I could just go back uh, at my own leisure and look at the analytics and see what my ratings were. And, <laughs> and before the podcast, I was doing that, and I saw on January 1st, 2019, I watched Harakiri, and I was like, wait, I watched that? And I could not remember it for, like, a good 30 seconds. And then I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> one, of, one of the greatest movies of all time. Now I remember it. I can't, I cannot believe I forgot that I watched that. See, but I have a whole curated list. Yes. Uh, if you're listening to this, you know about my list, but... Curated like a fine suburban lawn. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I, I guess we could talk about my list a little bit, because you've told me that uh, 
you don't understand my no my, uh... it's not that i don't understand it i do understand it i just don't i understand i understand your fraud <laughs> no i understand your ranking system i just tr strongly disagree with it as a matter of <laughs> principle because um i mean i'll let you speak for yourself in a moment but from my uh I don't know. My understanding of your ranking system is that you rank these based on how you felt after you came out of the movie, which in in my experience is like the worst time for me to try to think about a movie like objectively because I came out of like okay, what what movie was just actively terrible that I walked out of and I was like, yeah, I had a good time. I like that. Oh yeah, like uh like Rogue One, my my controversial take apparently because some people really like that movie. I like think it's a terrible movie. But when I came out of it, I was like, "Yeah, it was pretty good." It, it, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't Force Awakens, but it was pretty all right. And and now I'm like, I'm an active Rogue One hater. <laughs> well, you're the you're the Rogue One hater. I am. I'm the Rogue One hater. Find me at at Rogue One Hater at Twitter dot com. Twitter.net. I was trying to do like like Rogue One Hater, but that if I said the before the the joke didn't work. Uh -oh. But <laughs> I well, you see the how I felt when I left the theater is just like it's not really like how I felt in the moment because I did switch this around as time went on and my feelings changed. But it was because more... you knew I would kill you if you didn't put Parasite in number one. Um, I think if I rewatch Promare though, or Promare, however you say it, I have no idea. Promare. Uh, I don't have no I don't know how you actually pronounce it. I mean, it's a Japanese the, movie, so we said we said three different pronunciations there. Yeah, so mine, you know what movie was, we're like, talking half about. Italian. Yeah, it's the one with the the guy. <laughs> he he looks like he, he looks like the dude from that other anime. What's it called? With the drill. He's yeah, Gurren Lagan. Yeah, yeah, he's got the guy with the pointy blue hair. Mm-hmm. It's just like and an alternate the... universe. <laughs> I haven't seen it. And there's clearly and there's the blonde twink, and they're gay, and I love it. And I thought the blonde I twink think... was a girl character for a very long time. <laughs> oh, what a delight that was to go into that movie and not know about that it, it's gay or that there's a blonde twink in it, and they like dramatically reveal. <laughs> they dra dramatically they dramatically reveal the tw the the fact that he is a twink because he's wearing like cool armor in the beginning and this is this <laughs> yeah, is I not a spoiler seen, i think i've seen like clips of what that armor looks like too it's like i think we're getting some yeah. vera action and then you get the opposite and i was just like oh it's like uh what a <laughs> I don't think that's a spoiler. I like went into this movie knowing literally nothing about uh, it except that um I, I feel like it's been long enough. I mean, we won't get into plot yeah, spoilers you, on that, honestly, because I no. haven't seen it, but like Oh yeah, yeah, we're not gonna talk about everybody plot. knows about Leo already. Like Yeah, yeah. There's been a thousand fan arts online. If you know about this movie and haven't seen it, you know about it because you've seen pictures of Leo all over online. Yeah. But and they reveal it like ten minutes into the movie, but when they were like when they reveal that Leo looks like that, I was like, oh, this movie Hello. is great. <laughs> I, was, I was like, there's an, there's an angry twink. This is fantastic. Every the, movie it, should be like this. Did you ever, did you ever watch Wander Over Yonder? Uh, not, I haven't seen like every episode, but I saw uh, are, are you familiar, a handful. Are you familiar with the character of Lord Dominator? Because it's, it's kind of a similar 
uh, reveal because Lord Dominator is like this humongous character, and then it turns out it's like kind of like a teenage-looking <laughs> lady. She she like has this like lava armor. I don't know. It it's similar. I think fire powers. It's the same thing. I'm I'm looking at her right now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but, but I think if I think Promar was at number one, and Parasite was at number two, and I admit that Parasite was a better movie. Obviously, it's the best movie of the year. I mean, everyone agrees. If you don't it's, agree, it's the goat. I mean, it is the it is the goat. It's it's the goat. Uh, but but Promar is just like more up my alley. Like Imiyashi, yeah, I mean that movie's that director, movie's made for you, like. Cause I, cause it has everything. It's, it, it has giant robots. It is like, has a very good political message about how fascism is bad and like how xenophobia is bad, which I'm a big fan of. <laughs> and I love just Imiyashi's just style and humor and I, and a guilty pleasure is 3d anime, which it is. So I was just like, this was made for me. And, yeah. And I also think it's a fantastic movie on its own. Like, I think if I rated these on quality, of just artistic quality, it would probably still be in the top ten. Probably wouldn't be top five, but yeah, it'd be up there. So I just really like it. Uh, Parasites is number one now because I saw it twice in theaters. And if you see that for a second time in theaters, you're like, yeah, that is just the best movie ever. <laughs> But my ranking was was really just like like personal and enjoyment over how good something is like good in quotes like Serenity is above Toy Story 4 because I left Toy Story 4 like with a headache because I was like that movie like wasn't poorly made but it was just like I don't know why you did make it and I just feel frustrated by some creative choices. And weirdly, th- this is you and our other friend were very confused by this metric of it, which is that if I have high expectations for a movie and then it's like only okay, it gets deducted like harder. And if a movie like I don't think it's going to be good and then it's decent, it like does better on it. So like Lion King was <laughs> like not last yeah just because like, i mean i, I thought am, it would I, be bad and it was just it was just watchable and immediately forgettable i'm gonna i'm gonna poke the i don't know what the word would be i'm gonna poke the beast here i mean on your list well it's not the last but the second to last film is indeed we live in a society joker which is I mean, it's not surprising to me as someone who knows you and has seen you just absolutely <laughs> rage about Joker since it came out. But as as a as a consumer of film, it's surprising because you have it ranked lower than Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, and just like I just well, I I hashtag disagree. <laughs> Well, the thing is, The Rise of Skywalker, it makes me angry because I'm just like, ugh, you messed up, like, these characters and their story arcs I like a lot. And then Joker makes me mad because I'm like, 
I have like very bad mental health issues and this movie is trying to tackle them in a way that I think is like stupid and bad and it just makes me so annoyed and just I mean I we could talk about like I definitely like agree that Joker doesn't handle mental health in like the most sensitive way possible like I think it, like I don't think it's a good movie. I don't think that it was... Well, I, I think it's an okay movie. I, I just... It, I watched it and I came out and I was like, huh, that was pretty okay. Like, the beginning was an absolute slog. The end was an absolute slog. The middle, when there's actually some kind of intrigue, is, like, actually interesting and I actually cared about, like, what was getting revealed and stuff like that, which is a lot to say for a movie about, like the fucking joker let's be honest i thought this movie was gonna be absolute shit and all the all of the like riling up about being an incel like there was no incel shit going on in that movie and it's like almost agitating but um i mean i don't what bothered me about it i think is what's similar to bother you about it to what bothered you about it wow english um but it's just that I didn't take it from, I guess, like, the mental health standpoint. Like, while I was annoyed by how a lot of it was treated, it was like, you know... I was more annoyed by the fact that you have this person who's, like, vulnerable, and it's like... Well, the it, it's treated like the natural conclusion is that if you're a vulnerable person and you have mental illness or you were abused or all the other things that were happening in the Joker's life was that you're going to go on television and kill someone. <laughs> like, it, it was treated like such a natural progression and not, like, someone being absolutely, like, forced into a corner and deranged. Like, it's just... I don't know. It's like, the, this is the, this the... is what happens to mentally ill people who are poor, is that they become killers, is kind of what I got out of that movie. And, it, and, and so it didn't annoy me as much on the sense of just, like, how it treated mental health because I was more annoyed about, like, that progression being treated so naturally. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think when I more say it treats mental health badly, I more, I more mean, I think every element of this movie, narratively, I mean, like, the, the cinematography and the production design and the acting, they're all good. Like, none of it's... It's literally just the writing is just I the, find the writing it, is so garbage. Like the dialogue, it is the dialogue's bad. The whole, I mean, I've said it before and I'll say it again as many times as I have to. This movie was written by someone who saw Ferguson and saw rioting and went, the same thing would happen if two random executives got killed on a train by an unknown person. He was like, this is the same exact thing would happen, except it wouldn't. It would well, not. It's... It's just, like, this is not, I'm not making a pun or, this is going to sound like a pun or whatever, but, like, everything is so laughable. The movie starts with the Joker putting his makeup on, and he hears bad news on the radio, and he starts crying his clown makeup off because he's hearing bad news, and then he forces himself to smile. Yeah. It's like, that, this that could was not a be really more bad on setup. the nose. This could not be more on the nose. This could not be more any just a laughable attempt at making a serious drama. There's a scene where his his like um social worker or uh, whatever the she, term she for that. She was his social worker, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, she's like, you're on eleven different medications. One of them has to work, and I'm like, I'm like yeah, it's like if this is if you're telling me that this is a serious drama that I'm supposed to take seriously and think that this isn't just like, like, like tell me what they are. Tell me what one of them of of his eleven medications are just tell me what yeah, one well, of them like are. the fact that because he's you on won't 11 is just so laughable it's like you didn't have to make it that many like you could and it's you like and there's five no and gotten the same point no, across you could have said no you could drop some brand names like there's no there's no research in this movie it's like a, a bunch of things that they won't like stick with it's like oh we're gonna have a bunch of people protest and eventually riot but like the thing that they're protesting over vaguely like that's what i mean when i say like it it just doesn't make sense it's like people start rioting and like protesting because these guys got murdered on a train because they hate rich people like that wouldn't that's not how that works and like oh yeah you're on 11 medications one of them should work it's like that's not that's not how it works it's like you're trying to make a movie about all these things that are like actually real for a ton of people and you just did not do any research you barely scraped the surface of it all. It's like you just want to apply these things because you think it makes it dramatic as opposed to, like, making an actually good story. Which is weird because there's actually, like... Once they get into the stuff in the middle of the film, like, about possible relations and, like, finding out your identity and your past and, like, him looking for his medical records, like, that was actually interesting because it was actually... It was kind of the most realistic part of it all was was that. Yeah. Because it was like, okay, well, yeah. yeah, this happens to people. People don't know they're related to people. People are abused. Like, and this was and, like a logical it... conclusion to like physical abuse like that was like repression and not remembering it, and having to go back and look at his medical records to know that it happened. It's just it. It really feels like they handle mental health the way like a schlocky horror movie handles mental. Yeah, health, it was very much like, like look at the this scary villain. Yeah, look at this scary the, schizophrenic guy. Like that's so like what this movie screamed. The, this person is off their nondescript pills that we won't tell you what they are. You're crazy but now pills. They're, You're not on yeah, your crazy now they're, pills. Yeah, now they're now they're quote unquote crazy and they're a danger to society. It's like th- it, it just makes me. The politics of the mob holding resist signs and then murdering random rich people. It's like a conservative, it's like a a conservative's idea of what um, protests are. It's like. Yeah, yeah. It's like so not based in reality in any way. Like, it it makes sense that like in this setting, like there's a lot of unrest in Gotham and all this stuff. And there's a lot of like class disparity. And it's like, yeah, it would make sense for people to be out protesting, but not like with the impetus that the movie gets for it. Like, (laughs) and, and there's no sense of like the, the, the movie doesn't seem, the movie's not about like class inequality in any meaningful way. There's no bit of, there's no bit of class consciousness. There's, Oh my God. Because it's, um, because it's like a movie about class consciousness class consciousness written by a conservative who has no idea what class consciousness is exactly and it's like what the joker at the end literally says i'm not political i'm not making a political statement it's like the the whole exchange at the end when he's on the talk show it's so bad is is maybe the worst written scene i've ever seen in a movie with that it's it's literally you could have just 
It's it's honestly one of the worst written things I've ever seen, regardless of budget. It it, it I, comes across like it felt realistic in the sense that the Joker in that scene seemed like someone who was losing an argument that was not prepared for the argument. But then, like, I went online afterwards, and people were like, that scene was so tense. And I'm like, no, no it wasn't. The it Joker, wasn't. It was tense jo- because I had to sit there and listen to the director tell me what the thesis of the film was again after I watched also, the whole movie. The j- it's like, and that scene was literally, in this essay, I will. That's what that was. Yeah. Except you're putting it and, at the very end. Like, I got it. And, I got the point. And it's so inconsistent with everything you're told about this character up to this point, too. Suddenly, suddenly he's like a controversial comedian suddenly and suddenly he has all these different political beliefs yeah like when is when is joker gonna get his netflix special hashtag triggered the sjw strike back like like, that's kind of what that scene was pretty much everything in that scene comes completely out of nowhere there's no like nothing in the movie makes you think that he has any of those beliefs or ideas it's very thematically inconsistent which is why the end like really kills it like kills it in a bad way it's not a character study because like if it is a character study in quotes there's no consistent character it's just joaquin phoenix is doing a very good job acting out these completely like that's the thing is if like they had literally characterized scenes if they had gotten anyone else to play joker this movie would have done way worse yeah like joaquin phoenix's performance in the movie is very good in spite of the writing, in, sp- yeah. in spite of it. Because Joaquin Phoenix can do anything. He's just a really good actor. That's probably the only reason why I even enjoyed it was because he yeah. his performance made me give a shit about the character. Yeah. And I, mm-hmm. I cared. Um, I wasn't uninterested I mean, in what was happening next. Yeah, like I, I was I, I was interested. Like I wanted to find out what was going to happen, especially when Act 2 kind of kicked in act two was like the only reason why i came out of that movie was like that was all right but i'm i'm sick of talking about this movie yeah well should we like just run through what the list is in case anyone's not looking at it uh yeah i guess that's fair i mean this is this is your list okay so 34 last is adam's family which i just it it just was boring then joker was 33 which we just talked about 32 was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because I did not like it at all. Uh, Everyone else likes it. I do want to say about that movie, though, that uh, I I refuse to watch it because I have a... a, I take a moral stance against Quentin Tarantino. But um, my partner watched it and texted me while I was at work when they watched... Because they were like, you know, I'm going to watch this and I'm going to do it while you're at work so you don't have to watch it. And I was like, okay. And they texted me at work and they were like, man, it's the biggest piece of fucking garbage... It's so bad, and everyone likes it so much. They were just like, it's so, Tarantino has this thing that he does where it's like, especially with movies where it's like kind of historically based, like with Inglorious Bastards, where it's like, you don't think they're going to successfully kill Hitler because historically Hitler was not blown up in a movie theater or whatever, but he subverts your expectations and it happens, and it's kind of like, and it's and it's very violent and off the walls, and it's just like every movie he's made kind of does that, but it's just more intense and it's more annoying. Like, mm-hmm. and by the time you get to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it's just like at peak Tarantino just doing the shit that he does in every movie, and it's just not very, <laughs> it's just not very good. 
it's, from, it's, from our from my discussion that I have with my partner about it, who's actually seen all the Tarantino movies. That's what they had to say about it, and I I feel it was a pretty good uh, review. I, I thought it was just there's like this this movie gave me like a crisis of what art means because yeah. I'm like there are some scenes that are really well acted and good, and like you could probably like take like a bunch of like ten minute chunks of this movie and make a bunch of really good short films. Well, that's the but problem instead, when you have, like, good yeah. production value on something and, like, good actors is that you're going to get good stuff out of it. But, like, when you have, like, a just, like, sometimes the final piece is just absolute ass. Yeah, it's just so sloppily put together. There's so much inconsistency in, like, present, like, it, you can't call it stylish because the the style is so inconsistent that it's just, like, grating and... Just it's edited like a Family Guy episode sometimes, and it's just so. Oh, I just found it so like frustrating, and I didn't like it. And everyone else likes it, so I guess. I mean, I'm not I gonna. I, I I will not say everyone else likes it because most people in my circles hate it. Like I wish I was in. Your I, I yeah. <laughs> I I'm, I'm very aggravated. I'm very aggravated that it's been nominated for so many awards, but I know that the only reason why is because it's Quentin Tarantino and nothing else. And Hollywood's just all about patting each other on the ass all the time, especially when you, <laughs> especially when you. If, the the thing I hate. I'm a big California hater. Big big <laughs> big California hater. I hate California, but like Hollywood sucks because they make these movies. For people who live in Hollywood and around Hollywood, they make people they make movies for people who live in LA that are set in LA. And the the biggest like Oscar bait movie is not a a, a milk toast movie about racism. It's not a movie with a actor who's playing a disabled person who isn't actually disabled themselves. It's none of that. The biggest Oscar bait movie is a movie set in classic Hollywood, and that's what this mm-hmm. movie is. And that's why it's getting nominated for awards. It's also because it's a Quentin Tarantino movie. I mean, what else can I expect from the guy who's, like, such a film elitist that he'll, like, he runs his own movie theater where he only shows stuff on, like, film exclusively. <laughs> like, that's, it's, All right, it's, let's move on. It's part let's of the reason, on. I mean, I will say my final thing. It is part of the reason why I hate La La Land, too, is for the same reason. This is just a big classic Hollywood schlock. God. Okay, now we can move on. <laughs> Sorry. All right, above above those two, mo- I feel like people are there are already people mad at me for not liking Joker and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and the Adams Family. The Adams Family fan base is just the, the Adams Family fan base is fucking pissed right now. <laughs> yeah, they're they're sending me they're sending me some some letters. Um, above all that is the Lion King because it was extremely. It was like eating sand. It was like moving on. It was like eating sand. Number thirty is Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker. Which why uh, actually why it why is this hot? Why is this this hot? Yeah, I why did you it. rank that? So I I mean because I I know we're gonna talk about it at a later point. Because this I would rather eat sand than watch this movie again. Yeah, but I can't change the rating now because it's I locked it in after I put cats in. Yeah. Which is number twenty nine, cats. Um, this movie is like a fever dream that you cannot wake up from. Uh, but halfway through, me and my friend who were seeing it together, 
at the same time, independently, we got emotionally invested into the plot because of Mr. Mistopheles. I feel like everyone <laughs> I've seen talk about that movie only gives a shit about Mr. Mistopheles. Like, that is the connecting thread between, <laughs> between everyone who's seen it. He's a good cat. Number 28 is Captain Marvel. I cannot, I don't remember anything that happens in this movie, but I like the scroll. He was cool. Moving on. Number 27 is The Goldfinch. This movie is like 10 hours long. It's so boring. I'm checking the runtime for... as we speak to fact check you. <laughs> 149 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> 10 hours long. So... You haven't seen Listen, Olive. I'm going to let you this finish. Movie... <laughs> I'm gonna you can you can fact check me, but you know how the weather is like it's thirty two degrees out, but it feels like it's eleven yeah. degrees out. Okay. This movie needs to have a real feel for it's its a real feel for the re- <laughs> I've seen uh Be- because it feels like it's dead hours. I, I've seen uh Seven Samurai, which is a famously almost four hour film. And it does not feel like four hours. But um my partner has been trying to get me to watch Cleopatra, which is a four-hour film. It's it's the last, like, epic that Hollywood made, because they used to make all these movies that were, like, huge epic movies that were, like, four hours long, and everybody's like, I'm sick of watching this shit. I am sick of sitting in the theater for four hours. And it's, it's like, a notoriously awful movie. And my <laughs> partner keeps trying to get me to watch it, and I'm like, I don't think that I could watch it, because I, I know for sure that the real feel on that movie is ten hours. <laughs> But I believe you about Goldfinch. The Goldfinch is 60 minutes, or I don't know, It's I'm bad at math, but it is like an... It's It's two hours and 29 minutes long. The It's 149 and the Irishman is 209. I'm not, I can't do that math. (laughs) I'm going to be frank with you. Uh, But the Irishman is so much longer and it feels so much shorter. But there's some part of me that really likes the Goldfinch. I don't know why. There's just I don't, I think I just like looking at Ansel Elgort. I feel like you talked more about the Goldfinch than you did about Toy Story Four, but for some reason Toy Story Four is ranked higher. Because <laughs> Toy Story Four is it like ten hours long and really boring, and also spoilers for the Goldfinch. But at the end of the movie, it just becomes like an action thriller oh. for like ten minutes, and then it just goes back to being a boring movie about Ansel Elgort being very sad it's so the movie is so weird anyway toy story 4 i don't know <laughs> there's nothing to say <laughs> there really isn't i'm just like i don't know i wish i wish buzz lightyear had more to do man that sucks because buzz is like one of the best characters i mean i didn't see toy story 4 clearly i saw toy story 3 and like just like clocked out you know actually, i'm like i'm done I, I didn't like toy story 3 that much and you know what i will say this I saw Spies in Disguise the other day, and I loved it. I'm looking at Letterboxd. It's getting, like, one-star reviews. Listen up, people. Not every animated film... This is for all the Letterboxd lads out there. (laughs) Not every animated movie needs to be overflowing with pesos. Sometimes you can just... (laughs) The form of currency in Mexico... I tried to say it correctly. I know what it's... the word was. <laughs> pa- pathos. 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 
Yikes. I know what it is. I just I just messed it uh, up because uh, my uh, mouth woo! is dry. I'm sorry. Don't bully me. Drink some water, but pal. Not every animated movie needs to be overloaded with pesos. I'm going to say it wrong on purpose now. Oh, no. Don't. Because... <laughs> because you just like i know this is controversial but like inside out is like a good movie but it's just like only characters trying to make me like feel emotions yeah well i mean it's a movie about emotions man i just want some like more good jokes and physical comp like sometimes i just want a well well that's well storyboarded an animated film which is like that's what the grinch is that's what spies mm. in disguise is mm. <laughs> that's what dare i say the minions is uh, no i i we can't release this episode i, I have too many uh, spicy takes uh, <laughs> too- okay what i will <laughs> say is that i do i do agree with you the average letterbox lad as we are now calling them uh definitely gets most of their animation cred from watching like ghibli movies and then like the good disney and pixar movies which are all like very emotional and it's like not every animated film has to be like that i've seen plenty that are good without that it's almost annoying because you get to the part in the movie and you're like oh here's the part where they try to make me cry i didn't need this this movie would have been fine without it but um but I was going to say, though, this does remind me, like, I just finished watching Tuca and Birdie yesterday and I was putting it off because they didn't renew it for another season. And I just, like, it's exactly what, like, we're talking about, like, wanting. Like, there's so much physical comedy and, like, just, like, jo- visual puns and jokes. But it also, like, addresses, like, very, like, mature topics in a in a very mature way. Like, there's an episode where, like, there's a new girl at Birdie's job and she's like really petty about it because she's like, this girl just walked in and got a job with no experience. And then they end up becoming best friends anyway. And it's like really nice because they totally could have had the episode with Birdie just being like petty the whole episode and then learning her, her lesson at the end, like sitcom style or whatever. And it would have been really annoying to watch, but they just got it out of the way at the beginning. And then there's like a bunch of boob jokes all the time. I don't know. It's great. Watch Tuca and Birdie, please. But it's very good. It's, it's I, what I we need. Finished it yet. We need more of that want, energy. I don't want it to be in animation in general, animated film and anim- animated television. Mm-hmm. More Tuca and Birdie energy, please. Lisa Hannawalt. I haven't just finished make every cartoon that comes out from now on. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> I would. I would too. I haven't finished it because I just don't want it to be. I don't want to. I don't want it. I don't want it to be over. That's exactly why I didn't watch it. But I just like uh, last night we were just sitting there. I was like, really want to watch TV. We're out of episodes of The Witcher. Let's watch. Let's finally finish Tuca and Birdie. But yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I don't know. There's just sometimes like movies like Toy Story Four or like Inside Out. Not to like single them out, but sometimes it just feels like they're like these. They're just like these like wonderfully designed cartoon characters like talking about doing their taxes or, or like it's it feels like the equivalent to that. I'm like I'm like man, I just want to see like someone I just want to see somebody step on a rake and hit themselves in the e- face every once in a while. I'm but a simple Exactly. I'm but a simple farmer. God, I we really can't re- release this episode. I just said I'd prefer the minions to Toy Story. 4. Yeah, we need to move on. I don't know if that's controversial. <laughs> Saying you prefer the minions to anything though is kind of. I, I, 
I'll do the segue here. Anyways, Godzilla, King of Monsters. Wow, uh, Pan was about to admit that she actually doesn't mind the minions. No, I wasn't. <laughs> but but she has to be Sundere about it. No. Yeah, what'd you think about... You saw Godzilla, so I am, what'd you I think am about a hardcore it? Godzilla fan, too. So I'm, like, chomping at the bit, so to say, to talk about this movie. Yeah, okay... I don't know where to start. My thoughts go immediately. Like, I saw this movie, like, right after I finished watching Game of Thrones. And there's an actor in it who is in Game of Thrones who is, like, such a good character in that show. And then in this movie, he's like, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, hey, look, it's Tywin Lannister, but he has a gun. And and Do you think (laughs) that someone could have made a very funny comic where they can they uh, combine the two premises? possibly i'm sure it happened already honestly like game of thrones Stop. game of thrones fans don't. are relentless Stop. i don't i don't, don't know. believe me maybe i'll check the game of thrones subreddit see if it's there <laughs> <laughs> okay but seriously backfired. but seriously to talk about the the actual godzilla part of this like i saw the previous god american godzilla movie that was like the precursor to this and that movie was a piece of hot garbage oh my god whoa i hate you didn't like godzilla 2014 no it was a piece of shit it was terrible i watched that movie i watched that movie for one reason and one reason only because i had just finished breaking bad and i wanted to see brian cranston and more shit and I saw it. Oh, this that's was, what everyone this says. Was, no, this was before I got really into, like, the actual Godzilla movies. Like, the, the Japanese ones. And, um, so this was, like, my first Godzilla movie. And I saw it. And I, it was just so bad. I didn't, like, okay. First of all, you title a movie Godzilla. And Godzilla's only in it for, like, five minutes. Oh, Are you fucking on. kidding me? I was, like... Please, just show me the giant dinosaur. Show me him. Oh, Pan, I'm so upset. I hate that movie. I hate it. Because I love it's that so f- movie. They show those giant things, and I thought they... I'm like, oh, is that what Mothra is? No, they're called fucking Mutos. And it's I, just I so... Always, I always think they're Migos. It's so... <laughs> Migos. They come out of the ocean going Versace, Versace. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like... I just... There's too much, like, it's so, like, post-9-11 American film. It's just very aggressively like that. The main character's, like, a troop, like, and they keep shifting to him. I'm like, just show me the monsters fighting. If you're gonna show the monsters destroying, like, it was depressing because all these people die the whole movie. And then finally you get to see Godzilla rip these things apart. And it's, like, not even worth it because you just had to be depressed for, like, two hours. Because you watch all these people in Hawaii die, and it was just like awful. Ugh. I really, that's like I'm a I'm a Godzilla 2014. No, stand. I hate that movie. And and Brian Cranston dies in the first 45 minutes, but it is funny because he speaks fluent Japanese and no one knew. And then he started, <laughs> and then on set he started like yelling in Japanese his lines, and they were like, "Oh shit, we're keeping this in the movie." <laughs> like, I wish you mentioned that earlier. We would have written that in. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> Godzilla King of Monsters. I had just seen a bunch of classic Godzilla movies, uh, including vaguely what King of Monsters is based on. Like, I've seen, I saw, like, Godzilla versus Ghidorah and Godzilla versus all the other monsters whose names I can't remember off the top of my head. I am so sorry. Um, and this movie sucks because... It's like caring about the environment is bad, actually. And also just like the villains, 
the motivations don't make sense. I mean, it's like, ah, uh, that it's that was my least favorite. Um, uh, my least favorite trend of 20, 2019 was just villains having overly complicated plans it like, didn't already... need to be that way like it would be very easy to come up with like an eco-terrorist spin on this but it was like if greenpeace was doing this movie like it's like the yeah. bad guy is greenpeace like the stupidest eco-terrorist alive and it's just they like they could have just they could have just been like cultists that just really like kaijus and it would have been well, so whole, simple the whole idea of restoring the natural order of bringing all the kaijus back and they don't call them kaijus in the movie, which sucks. What do they, they call them, like, <laughs> mega monsters or something stupid like that. And, like, the only good thing about that movie was that Mothra was in it. Mothra? I thought the fights were pretty cool. The, the fights were all right. Uh, I mean, I mean, they were better the, than... It's just the, the story is just... The story it, the, was the, the, so incredibly ass, and it was so incredibly just, like contrived it was like they could not think of a reason for all the giant monsters to fight how can you not think of a reason for that that isn't completely stupid what if they all just I, woke it, up and you know i re- yeah and i really i honestly like the storyline of just like the, or just the idea of like and they had some pretty good actors of just like they had like thomas middleditch and sally fields that's her name right i know uh, her as the mom from paddington i, She's I think also so from, i don't remember She's also from. Everyone knows her as uh, Shape of Water, but I know oh, her as Paddington's that's mother. That's who that was. Oh God! Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that one girl from Stranger Things was in it, and I didn't even know it was her. Yeah, uh, but I just liked all the. I I couldn't stand the the dad and mom drama. Oh yeah, that was such crap. The, the I dad, just did not care. The dad was so annoying. He was such a, an annoying character. And it was like we had but to I follow just, him I, around. Like he was supposed to be our yeah. good guy, and I was just like, I hate you. You're so lame. I like I do not. I like would you. love. I would love a movie where it's just, like, scientists just, like, following the monsters around while the monsters fight. Like, give me that. Like, I don't care. Give me that movie. Why not? And they just, like, like, killed off Ken Watanabe. I mean, honestly, that was, like, the best part of the movie, though. Like, it was very emotional. Oh, yeah. That was a good part. It it was good. I forgot about that. Man, was that movie garbage, and I hated it. It was just, like, because, okay... The thing is that you, when you go back to the core of, like, the original Godzilla film and what Godzilla's about is, like, it was so based in, like, Japanese cultural fears of the time because, like, Godzilla came out of the ocean because of the nuclear bombs. And it, it was, like, so related to that and it was so current. And, and there was always that undercurrent of, like, the fear of, like, nukes in the fear of like massive killing weapons in the movie they have a oxygen destroyer i think they bring the oxygen destroyer back in king of monsters which i appreciated the middle of the movie when they're showing like all the different monsters that are coming out and they're talking about the oxygen destroyer and they're like kind of referencing things that happened in the old movies like the twins from the island where mothra is i was all like mildly clapping about that because like that's what i'm about i'm like you guys got to bring this weird mythos back of like mothra being controlled by a set of very very tiny twins like (laughs) telepathically because it's just goofy but it's just like because original godzilla was like a really serious movie and it was like about serious issues and then i watch american godzilla and it's just like so separated from it like even the original um english dub of the 
OG Godzilla movie, like, inserts in this footage of some, like, white dude going to Japan and makes him, like, an important character, and they just totally... Oh, my God. They totally gloss over all this stuff having to do with, like, the nukes. Because you can't say nukes are bad in America this time. But, like, all the American films, I just think, kind of lose that soul of, like, what Godzilla's about and why Godzilla's Mm -hmm. good and why Shin Godzilla is the fucking best movie ever. But, like... Uh, I still need to see that. Huh? I still need to see that. Yeah, it's it's really good. But anyways, as as a Godzilla fan, I just King of Monsters was bad, and and as a movie <laughs> fan, King of Monsters is bad. Yeah, I kind of was. I kind of watched it the way you just watch like a pro wrestling pay per view where you're just in the moment, like, yeah, go hit him, Godzilla. Yeah, well, and you then, know, like, like, and then the next day you're like. Oh, why did why did the the Miz retain his title? That made no sense. <laughs> well, you know, like, but then you uh, just move on. The classic Godzilla movies, like once it got a little bit more goofy, they had professional Japanese wrestlers in the Godzilla suit doing wrestling moves, and it Hell was yeah. like a big deal. Um, which is always a little I, fun fact about it is like Godzilla's tie to Japanese professional wrestling. Hell yeah. All right. We should go a little bit faster through the... I mean, a lot of these... But it's just because we just both saw that one. You haven't seen most of these. Serenity, yeah. we did an episode on Yeah, we did an episode on, on Serenity. We don't need to talk about that. I don't want to think about it ever, ever I think again. About, I, I think about it every day of my life. Number 23, Detective Pikachu. Eh. It was um, okay. Yeah. The, only, the only really big issue, the only really big glaring flaw was just that the... The villains' motivations were bad. It was it was ableist. It was yeah, like we it, got it. it we got another... a dude who's in a wheelchair, and so he's evil because he wants to make everybody turn into Pokemon because he's in a wheelchair. It's definitely uh, nothing wrong with that. Yep, and also <laughs> it's just a. It is a. It is a. I don't think it's a very good mystery movie. And I don't think it's a very good. The best, no, but I mean, it's not. It's not a super great mystery movie. I was more happy about like I saw Pokemon. I saw like little herds of Bulbasaur, and I cried. Yeah, I think it's like when they talk about people seeing Jurassic Park and crying because they, the dinosaurs look so realistic. I saw those Bulbasaurs, and I was like, oh my god. Well, that's, yeah, that's the thing. That's it's, why it meant see... it to me. That's when I see Detective Pikachu. I think this will be a movie. They, they have two ca- checks they have to cash. One is detective movie, two is Pikachu movie, and I feel like they cash just one check, yeah. which is fine for most people. But I just like a good mystery, which we will talk about later in this list. But moving the, on, also the- <laughs> Mewtwo occasionally looked like he was made out of like earthworm yeah, material I, okay. and it was disgusting i do want to say it made me realize how gross pokemon are the, the mystery of the movie may have sucked but the true mystery was the fact that i believed for the entire time that spoiler warning uh that pikachu was not the kid's dad oh really i didn't know i i i don't know <laughs> like 20 minutes into the movie my friend leaned over to me and just goes, "So Pikachu is his dad, right?" Yeah. And I was like, I was like, maybe. I was like, and then at the end, I was like, "Wow, you just called it immediately." Yeah. Number twenty-two, 
Frozen 2. I didn't see this it. Movie, <laughs> this movie is very weird. It's like very um, explicitly anti-imperialist. It's very a colonialist. It's very like... I don't know. It's there's not like there's like not really a central villain really. It's very it's a the weird villain movie. Villain is capitalism. Except it's not <laughs> the, because it's a Disney movie. I don't trust like kind that. Of, yeah, it's kind of messy and weird, but I kind of really like it. It's just kind of just a it, I don't know. It's a very it was a very pleasant movie. No. Very beautifully animated. Uh Lego Movie 2, this movie fucking whips. The fact that it's number 21 is just like, there's just a lot of good movies this year. Anyway, this movie's great. It's just a good, fun cartoon, like I was talking about before. It just rocks. I have not seen any the, Lego movies, but I have played a lot of Lego video games. The Lego, the, the recent Lego movies have all been very, very, I, I would say they're all fantastic movies, I would say. Number they all, they're all great. Number 20. Endgame. Avengers Endgame. We can't. We can't. We, we have to move on. Yeah, we gotta move on. We, I don't want to. Honestly, we, we don't I don't want to listen to anything about the MCU unless we dedicate an episode to it. I just, I am, I am Mister Incredible, not strong enough to talk about the MCU anymore. <laughs> yeah. Also, you just you can't briefly talk about Head Game. I'm just like, I'm not even gonna. Okay. We're, we're just gonna jump over yeah. it. Yeah. Nebula is my favorite character. Moving on. Spider Man Far, Far from, from Home. home. I like Jake Gyllenhaal. He's very pleasant, and I love him in this movie. Moving on. Mr. America. Tim Heidecker. I like him. We love Tim Heidecker in this house. <laughs> yeah, we're. this is just a good Tim Heidecker movie. This is just a long episode I of On I, Cinema. I honestly, I honestly can't believe I haven't watched Mr. America. Like, I intended to watch it, and I just didn't. Too bad. It's not on my 2019 list, unfortunately. Yikes. Number 17. Yikes. Klaus. Or claws, Very. De- depending on if you've seen the movie or not, it affects your pronunciation. I pronounce it Klaus. I okay. Uh, I... Very beautifully animated movie. Um, I the main character is just Cusco. He's literally Cusco. Uh, He's just like it, it... Russian Cusco, and it's the, <laughs> it's the best. It's great. I will. I will say. This movie does the one sin that every animated yeah, kids movie like we, has like to do. Like we appealed to earlier a little bit was like they do that shit where like in the third act it's the climax of the movie and they're like we're gonna do something to like make you feel bad and they and they even make it worse because they do the but it's the oh, misun- it has they to pull be, the misunderstanding yeah. on you and you're like oh god I thought we were past this. That and just I I might be like sound like I'm nitpicking, but that one scene really made the movie go from like five stars to four stars. Where I was just like, I don't like like all these characters. They're just like they all just seem like like bad friends now. Yeah, like, it's you've like just, you've 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 ruined my image of who they are as people. I don't feel like the the angle that um oh my god I can't remember his name. I can only think of him as Russian Cusco. Um, I just. They didn't play hard enough into the angle that he was doing all of these things for his own benefit to get off the island. And they and they did a lot more to show his growth into, like, actually legitimately caring about, like, giving toys to children and stuff and working with Klaus and stuff like that. Like, and, and that was great to watch. It was very enjoyable, and I liked watching that. But it's because they didn't play hard enough into the fact that, like, at the beginning it was a very selfish idea 
that like when that scene happened it just did not have the impact it didn't make sense because like if he was doing something way way more selfish it would have made sense it would have made sense for everybody to be mad at him but yeah. I'm like he's literally been doing all this shit and building sleds and building toys and all this other crap for like months and you're like, oh, well, at the beginning, uh, you had selfish uh, motivations, so we all hate you now. Like, it, But, like, the rest of the movie's great, and it really didn't... Yeah. The fact that it turned around quickly enough for kind of saved it for me. Like, if they had spent too long on that, I, I would have definitely felt worse about the movie. But it was just, like, it was so creative. I really love a creative Santa Claus origin story. For the longest time, we love to see for it. For the longest time, one of my favorite like Santa Claus origin stories was like the OG uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. Because I was like, oh, that's why he wears a red coat, and that's why he has a sled. <laughs> Just like the children are yelling in the movie, but like Klaus, yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's animated well, and I hope we get more cool. I love. Really oh, cool I should mention this animation because of it. <laughs> so much of. Uh, the the Christmas traditions are just like from children just misunderstanding. Yeah, he's or like lying. Yeah, we'll and also we'll him we'll just run being a spiteful, it. yeah, spiteful dick. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna give you fucking coal. How about that? How about and that, you little like, bitch? <laughs> and Santa saw that, and he's like, what if I did this? Yeah. Uh. Whew. Uh, moving on. The great, great movie. Great movie. Uh, Jojo Rabbit. I thought it was all right, you know. Uh, I I tone. I wish I had seen it so that I had more to say about it because a lot of people have been bringing it up recently, in regards to another film getting snubbed at the Oscars. That's also about a similar. Uh, the the topic. um. I just can't remember the, the name because I didn't see that one either. It's the. It's, it's the, a ter- it's a Terrence Malick movie. Terrence Ter- Terrence Malick movie. Yeah, yeah, it's a Terrence Malick I, movie. That movie is like. It wasn't very wide release. Like I couldn't even see it in New York yeah, City. Yeah, but that doesn't matter for the Oscars. Oh no, I'm just I'm just saying in general. I wanted to see it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. The tone doesn't always work. Like the comedy of it is is sometimes kind of doesn't hit right. But I I, I I I liked it overall. I thought it was a pretty effective satire. I think if the average person who doesn't think about uh, the effects of fascism on uh, everyday people saw it, they would think about it more, hopefully. Uh, but I thought it was good. And I understand why a lot of people hate it. Okay, now we're in the top 15, and now we're just in... We're just in goat territory. You're only saying that because the next one's John Wick 3. John Wick 3, I'm about to go balls to the walls uh. and nuts. I love this goddamn movie. We, we talked how about how it... so many movies. No, no, no. Let me. Let me no, no, let no. Me I just want to. No. I, I just want your opinion on something. I'm literally not even shitting on it because I haven't seen it. Okay. 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 So chill out. My God. <laughs> I know you love. No, is this that I was? I was about to. I was like ripping my shirt off to reveal my John Wick three chest tattoo, and you're like, um, I have a question. I'm like, let me, let me go off. No, but no, what were you gonna I, say? I did want to know because I don't know really what your opinion is on John Wick one and two. How does that stack up uh, against John Wick 3? John Wick 1, I love. John Wick 2, I saw, but don't remember what happens in it. I want to rewatch both of them. Because I, I saw I saw them both a while ago. Yeah, because I, I have actually seen John Wick 1. Uh, and 
the honestly my big problem with that movie was how they did the subtitles because I think it's like the most annoying oh. thing in the world. <laughs> it's just they, they they do they do that in it's this. The most, it's so it's the most minor fucking thing, but I absolutely hate it. <laughs> they you know how the 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 subtitle is parabellum yeah they do the subtitle thing for para to reveal para like is it a parabola is it all like curved oh no uh parabellum is like a a latin term to mean like to go through hell you you're it, it's something like that it's okay. some latin it, okay. it's a some part latin of a latin phrase crap. so someone's like latin 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 parabellum <laughs> and it like says it on on screen and those okay let me just talk about this movie okay. we talked so much about all these villains that have like ridiculous uh motivations like palpatine and the guy from detective pikachu and the organization from godzilla the antagonist of this movie is one canonically non-binary which is really cool but two they're just their job is just to be the adjudicator which just means John Wick broke a rule, so John Wick needs to be punished, and that's it. Like, they're like, I don't have an opinion on this. I just need to do it because it's my job. See, that's the best. And if it's just like, okay, we have, you broke the rules, you gotta die. Sorry, bud. Yeah, and that's, like, just, that's just such a good and premise. And that's the entire movie. The entire movie is just John Wick being like, well, I broke a rule, and now I need to deal with the consequences of it. And then it, you just have, like, the best action sequences, uh, like... He 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 kills people with a horse. He kills someone with a book in a library and then puts it back. Classic. Oh. Great movie. <laughs> Great movie. Now this next one you did see. Number 14, yeah. Uncut Gems. By the Uncut way. Uncut Gems. Uh. This, this 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 should be 13 and not 14 because i rewatch that astra and i'm like you know what no that uncut gems is better but, uncut gems yeah. is like just it was so i saw it and i came out and i'm like man that that shit was tight it was solid it was compact it was just a nice little movie to watch it was great it, it was just what? because um i don't know if you you've never have you seen mother <laughs> exclamation uh, point ec- no, because I don't need to, because we've talked about it so often. Oh, yeah, I don't know how much I've talked about it. But, like, Mother, like, gets this kind of anxiety about it. It makes you feel anxiety, which is a success of it. But Uncut Gems, just, like, polish that shit. Like, you are, it is so tense. You are sitting on the edge of your seat the whole fucking time. You're sitting there. At the beginning of the movie, all these people are just coming after fucking Adam Sandler. They're like, where's my money? And you're just sitting there like, what is this? Who is he? What does he do? I want to know. <laughs> like, the whole movie just, like, makes you so confused, but in such a good way that you actually, like, want to know what's happening. And I've had people talk to me, and they're like, you know, I didn't I didn't really care about Adam Sandler's character. And I'm like, that's fine. That's not the point. Like, yeah, I, I, cared, I cared about his character in the sense that I wanted to know what was going to happen next, because he dug himself such a deep hole. And I was, and he just kept making the worst decisions. Oh my over god! And over. I was so obsessed with this movie when I saw the trailer because I just, I I saw it was like Adam Sandler as this guy in New York, and I'm like, I want to see Adam Sandler go. I'm walking here, and he indeed went. I'm walking here, <laughs> and they had so many like other comedians in the movie, and it's just like when you have a serious film and you have comedians in it who actually have some form of comic timing, it just makes it so much better. I'm, like, watching it, I'm thinking, like, look at all this wasted potential here with these people in this serious film doing such a great fucking job. 
because they're not trying to make like Waterboy 2 Return of the Gatorade, you know? Like <laughs> I it's I my god, I loved it. It was so good. Yeah, I, I but I I, I really, also really liked it. I also came out of it and I was like that wasn't any best picture. But then I saw the best picture nominations and I'm like sitting here on the team like put on cut gems on the best picture nominations cuz the rest of the shit's god awful. Like it was Whoa. it was oh god. I like most of the best picture. I do not. I mean, of of I mean, yeah. I mean, um, Lighthouse isn't on there. I don't yeah. even care. <laughs> Little Women, Parasite, Irishman. Oh yeah, I mean, um, obviously, obviously, I'm not talking about Parasite or Irishman. Uh, I did not see Little Women. I liked, I liked Marriage Story. That movie looks like um, garbage. <laughs> I know. Uh, we'll talk about that. Uncut Gems, yeah, but I really liked it uh, because I feel anxiety in every waking moment of my life. I think the movie canceled itself out for me, and I just felt completely calm the whole time. Yeah. I was just sitting there like, hmm, Howard seems to be having a bad week. It's Howard's bad day. <laughs> but what I what I do want to say, because you just reminded me. I Howard's want... no good. <laughs> no, it's no good. Just awful bad day. But, like, the end of the movie, I won't spoil it because it's really recent, but, like... A lot of movies that end like that, it's very contrived and it's for shock value. But in this movie, it was so like, this was the only logical ending was the way it ended. It just totally made sense. There was perfect buildup and implications of what happened in the past. But yeah, Yeah. I will give it that. I mean, when Howard buried the lightsaber on Tatooine. And, And that woman asked him, what's your name? And he said, I'm walking here. Perfect. Cinematic masterpiece. Um, Number 13 is Ad Astra. It is a movie where Brad Pitt is a sad astronaut. And it just every... It's 20 minutes of him monologuing about how sad he is. And then for five minutes, it'll just be a mind-boggling action sequence where he fights space pirates or something. And then it just goes back to 20 more minutes of him being sad in space. And you know what? That doesn't sound very good at all. I like it. <laughs> the fir- I was over-caffeinated when I watched it the first time, and I loved it. And then I watched it recently, not caffeinated at all. And I was like, oh, I you need to be over-caffeinated for this movie because it's slow. <laughs> uh, Shazam. This is my... We're now in five star territory. I love Shazam. This is just this is what every superhero movie should be. This is just it's wholesome. It's funny. It's got some good fight sequences. It's just a good ass movie. Uh you didn't see Shazam? No. I mean you I kind of it was like one it. of those it was one of those things where I was like mildly interested in it. I mean I saw the Red Letter Media review for it and it got me a little bit more than mildly interested, but I just never took out the time to watch it. I'll watch it someday. Uh, so eleven is Marriage Story, and I think <laughs> I think this movie has been done dirty by social media because there's so many people that like. I think this movie's like, been done dirty because Scarlett Johansson's in it. Oh well, that too. <laughs> but I think specifically, there's this there's this phenomenon I saw where. People would post the the scene of them fighting, which is the emotional climax of the movie, and like devoid of context, it's like 
a very it's doesn't feel i mean to, to it be doesn't fair, have any though, impact like i to play devil's ad, not even playing devil's advocate here this is just my opinion i think that if your rating's good like you should be able to take things out of the context of the film and still have them make an impact you know and that but i don't even that scene people... if i have to watch a whole fucking movie to actually give a shit about two people fighting and getting it like it, it should have been written much better and i but i don't even think that's like that's not like the best movie like i think the problem is that people were posting that scene out of context and being like look at how great this one scene is yeah when, like, a lot i don't of... think that's the best scene in the i movie. saw i saw both the... people being like this is really good and i'm like it's not and people being like this is really bad and me kind of agreeing like it, it's just and what I get the movie, about the characters in that movie and knowing that it's just the director's kind of autobiographical uh, film just kind of makes me respect it even less. And mm-hmm. and it might just be because I, my parents don't hate each other. I think a lot of people who, like, dealt with parents being divorced and stuff like that probably get more out of it. But I just... From what I've seen about it, it's just it, it totally does not interest me at all. And, and what clips I've seen from it, it just make it sound really lukewarm and not great. What's, what's so odd about the clips that people circulate is that, like, 98% of the movie is just characters just, like, quietly going through life and, like, trying to deal with how alienating and horrible and capitalistic the divorce system is in America and that's like 98% of the movie and then the other 2% are like monologues or arguments and then like people just post the 2%. So it's just I don't know there's just like there's like a 20 minute long sequence or something or like I don't know probably 10 minute sequence where Adam Driver is just like trying to impress this um I don't know what the I don't know what the term for it would be like a lady who's coming to see if he's worthy of having custody of his child so oh he's like so like someone from dinner. cps yeah 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 uh for the for like the divorce trial and he's like just trying to not mess it up and he's messing it up so badly and i'm just like this is good i enjoy watching this um <laughs> yeah i just i also just really like looking at adam driver and watching him act unfortunately so, yes, adam driver a- has facial hair in this movie so i have to disagree <laughs> you heard it here uh, first folks not a fan <laughs> also i should mention you mentioned how it's autobiographical um uh do you know do you know one part that they left out of this movie no. i mean i might but go on uh noah during to pay for his um divorce noah bombach had to write had to had to write a film just to make some money. Do you know what film that was? Was it Marriage Story? <laughs> it was Madagascar Three: Escape to. Uh, Is that the? That's Madag- a European one. They go to Europe, right? Because in Madagascar, Europe's most wanted. Yeah, because in, yep. yeah, in Madagascar, Madagascar Two, they go to Africa from Madagascar. Written by Noah Baumbach. My God. <laughs> like, that is the funniest. Man, that, I wish I could just write Madagascar Three and have money. Yeah, Noah Baumbach did indeed write uh, Afro Circus, Afro Circus, Afro Circus in order to pay for this divorce, which is, <laughs> made this movie happen. He had to pay All to right, fix number... the holy punched in the wall. <laughs> also, I will say, one of the criticisms I saw online, which I mean, I, 
I guess is fair, but I don't think it like I I don't think it's a problem with the movie is that Adam Driver's character is a huge selfish mis- misogynist and they don't like they don't like um like dig into it. It's just like a detail of the movie. And like but I'm like I saw it and I'm like I got it. I'm like this is this guy has severe problems because he's a rich artist selfish dude. And I saw people online think the movie's like trying to be sympathetic towards him and I disagree but I, I definitely would reading. understand a reading like that uh based on what I've yeah. seen of it. I mean, I kind of want to watch it just so I can be like man that sucks and I knew it would suck. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we got what what's the this movie here? also got me into some to company by Sondheim, so I appreciate it for that. <laughs> Uh, so number 10 is Portrait of a Lady on Fire. This is, now we're in top 10. This is just certified goodness territory. You can't argue with me anymore. Uh... Portrait of a Lady on Fire is just a very gay, longing movie. I don't want to say any mo- anything more because it it's like, it was in theaters for like a week uh, and speaking yeah, of I can't movies, wait to rewatch it. Speaking of movies that are gay and longing, number 9, The Favorite. Yeah. Oh. This is not, this is, if, if, if P- Portrait of a Lady on Fire is longing, then the portrait is like, or, or the favorite is like, shorting. Like, <laughs> like, like, that movie is just, if you were, if I were a man, I would ravish you. It's like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. God, I love, God, like, I love the favorite. The favorite's so good because it's so nice to just go see a movie where all the characters that matter are women, and they're mm-hmm. all gay. Mm-hmm. It's just nice. So good. And, and it's, it's just, just it's it, really good. Like, I just think all of the... I, I love political intrigue. I love court intrigue in movies, and they have all that. And it's just, it's just, it's just good. And the end is really weird. But it didn't ruin the experience for me. I know it affected your experience, but... I I just like I, I saw re- that movie and I like watched the Oscars because it was in the Oscars for 2019 and I was like this movie's too fucking good for the Oscars and I was so glad that at least there was like a, an award for best actress for it because she totally deserved that but yeah. it, it was just like I'm like this movie's too good for you people it's it, <laughs> it's too deep it's too good it's so good I really want to rewatch it because like you said I had I was having a very bad anxiety attack while watching it because. I don't know why. When I went into it, I assumed it was a lot more, like, violent and upsetting than it was. No. When it's, like, really not that bad. So the entire time I was waiting for someone to just, like, shoot someone else point Yeah, there's, blank a, or there's a lot like, of tense moments, though. Because there's, like, a lot of implications for, like, a, that it's going to a happen. a jump scare yeah. or something. Uh, no, but I love that movie. Very funny. Very well written. Very well directed. I'm, I, I should rewatch that and before all the, I cancel my all HBO. Of the perform- all of the performances in it. top tier i have no complaints about the acting now we're at to number eight book smart very funny good movie it's gay another movie it's good Uh, i was gonna say another movie where all the characters who matter are women but then i remembered that's not true there's a couple dudes in it yeah but very good movie just go watch it uh El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. I'm just a Breaking Bad I, I, uh, fan. I will not deny it. This is just, this is just 
a very long episode of Breaking Bad that is very good. That's kind of what I figured like, it was going to be. It was just kind of like another episode of Breaking Bad, and I'm just not sure if my brain can take it. I don't know if I my brain. I don't know if I can go back to 2014 again. <laughs> That's why I haven't oh watched God. it yet. Pan, you, can you please watch some Better Call Saul? Please. I'm, I've been trying to get my partner to watch it with me, but they God, won't do it. Pan, if you watch Better Call Saul, do it for my birthday. It'll make my life so much better. <laughs> because your life will be better when you watch it, and then we can talk about it, and you'll be like, wow, Olive, I do agree with that take. <laughs> um, number six, The Lighthouse. The Lighthouse! Yes, Tommy, why did why'd you, you spill, spill your, your beans? Why did you spill your beans? This movie rocks. This is such Lighthouse a good movie. Lighthouse is just such a goat movie. I'm so dis. I mean, did I think this is? Did I think it was going to get any Oscar noms? No, I did not because it's too. I it's did. too good. And yeah. the Oscars, the Oscars hates movies that are good. The hate a twenty four movies. I'm I'm that I'm that a twenty four bitch from the TikTok. Where the girl comes into the movie theater, <laughs> the girl comes into the movie theater looking for a friend, and all the girls in the movie theater are dressing up in a black uh, turtleneck and high waisted jeans, and she says, "All these bitches look the same." That's me in the movie theater watching the lighthouse. That's me, babe. I, except I think I was wearing a Sonic the Hedgehog. T-shirt. I am such a big, I am such a big uh, Willem Dafoe fan. I love Willem oh, Dafoe. Yeah so much and he, so his him, performance in this his tr- performance is legendary in this movie the, like the fact that he wasn't nominated for an oscar is actually mind-boggling it, it is a fucking me. crime he doesn't look like a person sometimes yeah. because he just contorts his face yes. with such anger and like indescribable emotions and it's just like the fact that why? he curses his he curses his wiki because he doesn't like his cooking. I mean, what else <laughs> what else can you ask for? It, it's just like that it's is so the best scene. That's the best scene of 2019. And I love That is the best like, scene. Like I'm a big I'm a big witch fan. The Vivitch, as some call it. I love the witch. Um and this is by the same director. It's got that It's just like it's so stylized in like the aspect ratio, the fact that it's so grainy, it's just, it's so great. It is so great, and it's so, it's very homoerotic, and it's just, oh, yeah. it is just the perfect sea shanty tale. It, it's just, <laughs> it is great. And the, the sound design, holy shit. Holy shit. I mean. The score is really good. Yeah, everything's great. Everything is, is just wonderful. Like, this was, like, probably, like, this was probably one of my favorite movies of last year. Like, it might be my favorite movie from last year. I will say, there's a giant gap between, like, number seven and number six. Like, everything now, the top five, the top six are just, like... I feel like you said this about every, like... (laughs) There's a lot, there's a lot of big, like, between 16 and 15, giant gap. Between 10 and 11, big gap. And now this is a massive gap. Like, I'd say any of these top six are, like, some of my favorite movies of all time. Number five, Knives Out. This should this should be number three, because I rewatched it in 2020. This movie fucking rocks. It's yeah. so... It's got a Paddington 2-level script. It is such, like, a good... It's such a really, really good um, criticism of privilege and, like, racism... 
and it's just it, the mystery is so good. There's so many twists and turns. There's so many good character actors, so many good sweaters. It's I just, just love Ryan, like I. This Ryan is one Johnson. of the movies I, I greatly regret not seeing in theaters. Uh, I really do want to watch it, and I have I have my ways, and I will watch it. But I just I just <laughs> I I really need to see it, and I'm so hearing about Daniel Craig's performance because I oh my god as I as I may I don't know if I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but I have seen all twenty something James Bond movies, including the Daniel Craig movies, and that is not a testament to them being good or me being like yeah I love misogynist playboy james bond or anything but hearing about how daniel craig is in this and how he's just absolutely having the best time of his life as compared to how he is in james bond where he fucking hates being that character because i know for a fact that he does he's very he he hates being james bond i just like i want to see this for that i want to see daniel craig be happy because he deserves it he is so he is so visibly happy to be here on screen he's such a God, I love it. And I mean, Benoit, how, Benoit Blanc. I how can I not see a Ryan Johnson movie? I I love oh. every Ryan Johnson movie that I have seen. I have loved. I loved Looper. Looper was like one of my favorite movies when I saw it in high school. I love Looper. Um, I love Last Jedi. Probably the best one out of the three new ones that came out. It's honestly in the at least in the top fifty percent of all Star Wars movies. Maybe mm-hmm. even top top three movies that's 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 increasingly becoming an uh not a compliment yeah it's not but um (laughs) it's 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 increasingly becoming well it's a it's a movie that isn't garbage last jedi might be tied for like my favorite star wars movie i haven't watched them all in a while so i really can't tell you but but i love ryan johnson i love his work and i I and so i'm excited to see this eventually (laughs) Yeah, this was a year where uh, d- directors that I thought they might be my favorite, I'd go, okay, they are my favorite. With Greta Gerwig and Ryan Johnson, and there was another, but I can't remember who it was. Oh, well. Um, yes. Four, The Farewell. This movie is the most robbed Oscar movie of any Oscar movie. It's so terrible Don't at me. This that is- it didn't get, like what it deserves (laughs) and it's totally because it's totally because the academy's racist like 100 percent. yeah the fact that aquafina didn't get nominated like she won the golden globe which she absolutely deserved the fact that she wasn't even nominated for best actress makes me like like what makes your eyes pop out of your head this is a best picture like this really is this is like a perfect like just a perfect little movie of just like I just you just leave the theater and you just leave it thinking about like death and culture and just like even like smaller things of just like man I love my grandparents like and just just like oh it's just like if you're listening to this go watch this movie like do it t- tonight like go do it it's so good um number 3 the irishman the irishman um, I uh I just recently Hey, I'm Irish over here. I'm Irish over here. Now that's my kind of movie. What are is But I was going to say <laughs> You've been getting a lot of mileage out of one specific line. Oh, yeah. I uh, 
I um I was gonna say that the other day. I'm like, you're really Oh, I fucking it's, I, really it's the best encouraging. It you. is the funniest thing to me. Because um, I, I I really enjoy uh making jokes at the expense of Italian Americans. Uh <laughs> <laughs> You'll love little women. Oh But um it it's just like so man, where do I go with this? There is a point in the movie where Jimmy Hoffa says something that is just he says something about like i i don't remember the actual setup but basically they're going to something there's gonna be a lot of italians there and and he's like oh so what are tony 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 and tony gonna be there (laughs) and i lost my marbles and i've been saying tony tony and tony a lot uh because it's just it's so great um but uh, the irishman i recently watched a video about the the technology that they use to de-age the actors because as someone who has actually seen like movies with young Al Pacino in them and stuff like it's really it, it was strange finding out that uh, he was supposed to be like 23 in that first scene where the truck breaks down yeah. I, yeah, I was very... like what no that is not a 23 year old man that guy looks like 40 and for the whole movie I was operating on the assumption that he was just really old the whole time yeah but i i watched a video on the de-aging technology and they were showing it and it actually made it look worse to me knowing it mm-hmm. and seeing it next to like the um the models they had of their faces and stuff i'm like oh my god this looks way more uncanny valley now that i'm seeing what they actually look like um <laughs> but i mean I, I i was so on the fence about the fact that they just didn't get new actors to play the young ones and make it more make more sense because i you could bet your ass that all these guys sons look just like them like for mm-hmm. sure I, I mean when you see like is it, is it al pacino's dad who he looks just like him like it's insane uh but i it was such a long movie but it really didn't feel like it and I, yeah, I, it's really breezy. And I was always kind of confused about the time period, but it wasn't an issue. It's just because I'm not as familiar with it, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Seeing, I, I can't remember the main character's name, so I, I will just refer to him as the Irishman. Frank Sheeran. Sh- Sheeran? Mm-hmm. Uh, Ed Sheeran. No, Frank. So, uh, Ed Sheeran. <laughs> but uh, Frank, like, seeing, the, seeing how his family is affected by his activities with organized crime because like that's that's the thing about these movies like you see like a lot of people are like really like hey i love those mafia movies because they make uh, italians look really cool doing all that mob activity and uh it's just like you know you're missing the point there and and with all martin scorsese's movies about organized crime he really cuts down to like how it affects people and he cares so much in his writing and themes with these movies like about the family like when you watch his other films it always comes back to that and like how is the family affected how is like and and in this movie and seeing how frank's daughters cut him out of their lives because he like very violently at the beginning of the movie he defends quote unquote his daughter by like going to the corner store and stomping on this dude's hands Mm-hmm. and because he hit her and in a way you know you're sitting there thinking like i mean for this character this makes sense for him to do it and it, it but it's like terrifying like if you were yeah. a child to see your father do that to someone and 
the fact that they don't just put it play it out as like him being like a badass masculine person you know like ah oh, yeah he's gonna he's gonna kill people for his family like his family doesn't like that they do not like that he's stomping on people's hands and killing people yeah they feel they literally say they at the end of the movie they go we don't think we we weren't we didn't feel comfortable going to you with our problems because you were gonna react like that in a violent yeah, way yeah and that's yeah. so and it's so like realistic to me and speaks to me personally like the scene when he's going to visit his daughter at the bank and she won't even like talk yeah. to him she just closes her thing and walks away it's like there oh was there God. was some like invented uh drama about this because oh my god because this the was, actress this was so ridiculous. because the actress who played his daughter only had like a few lines in the movie because she refused to talk to him they show and her also, avoiding that, she, him she will not talk to him from childhood also, the act, she wasn't from beginning to end in the movie yeah either like, she wasn't for... there beginning to end either because she was aging but like yeah because they didn't do the de-aging tech for everyone they didn't make like an adult woman have the bo- have, have like, the body the of an eight-year-old yeah. yeah but like i i just think they just had different actresses it's so ridiculous seeing also something about these movies too is seeing how in this one in particular you know like the mafia is got their hands in this union right but nobody mm-hmm. nobody lost that union's money faster than when they let venture capitalists take it over after the mafia got mm-hmm. kicked out, after the government came after the mafia and got rid of them. And in the end, it's like, you know, you're seeing, like, organized crime is bad, but you're also seeing how much worse, like, venture capitalism is as well. Mm-hmm. And, like, you have all these people who were in the union for years and years and years not get their pensions at the end of the movie because of that. And it's like, damn, man, we live in a society... It's just. It 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 is what it is. Whereas the Joker picks in picks (laughs) in all these societal issues and just does them like. To quote Mike from Breaking Bad, "No half measures." This movie has no half measures. They really dig into everything that they dig into in The Irishman, which is part of the reason why it's such a fucking long movie. But it it was enjoyable. So so fucking good. It was so good. I really. I need to rewatch it. I really, really love it. And it's, I, I just, I just love it. What was yeah. the thing I was going to say about it? I don't know what you were going to say about it. I just, it. Oh, oh, oh. Have you seen The Godfather? I have. I, controversially, I've seen one, but not two. I've only seen, I've seen like 90% of one. I actually never finished it. I really like one. I've seen it like three yeah, times. Yeah, it's, it's a good movie. Uh, it's it's on TV a lot. Yeah, I don't have um, TV. <laughs> no, I mean I I'm I haven't seen it in a couple of years, but God, what was I? What was the thing I was gonna say about the Irishman? It's such a long movie; it's hard to remember. There's I don't know. I just going, really there's a lot love, going on too. Yeah, I just really love. Oh, oh, I remember. What I was gonna say I saw it with my grandpa, who is a very old um, Italian man. Well, actually, no, he's not Italian. My my grandma's Italian. Your grandpa's uh, like Croatian, he, right? Yeah, he's Croatian. But he knew, he grew up in Hoboken, so he knows a lot of the people that, he knows like people that were in the movie. He Like one of the people that, one of the things in the movie is that they show like, they'll just randomly freeze frame on a random character and be like, uh, shot in the back of the head in three prison. times. Yeah. 
Yeah. And one of the people was like strangled with shoelaces or like something ridiculous like that. And he's like, yeah, that guy went to my high school. <laughs> oh, my like, God. What? He's like, yeah, I picked up uh, Jimmy Hoffa um, <laughs> once from the airport. I was like, what? Uh, yeah, but that was a very good experience. Um, yeah, great movie. Number two, Promare. We talked about it at yeah. the beginning of the episode. I loved it. Really just right up my alley. And number one, Parasite. We talked about it. And also, we did an episode on it. Uh, go listen to that. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. What a, what a lukewarm I mean, way to end that off. I I know. I was actually thinking about that on, like, number 22. I'm like, God. <laughs> like, like, like a, 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 an hour ago, I was like, God, I'm really going to end this and just be like, go listen go to Go listen to my podcast. Parasite. Like, I do, we talked I did, about it for almost two hours. Like, so what else do what else are know. we gonna I say? D- like, yeah, that's true. It's great. Like, it's great. It's a great <laughs> movie. It deserves the world. I I did want to talk about a few movies that I have seen that you haven't seen that I thought were very good this past year. If if that is acceptable. Oh yeah, I was. Oh yeah, I was gonna say like I I just wanted to go through our list because we were talking about it before, so we might as well go through and also. Yeah. So we can just discuss them. But also, I was going to ask afterwards what, exactly what you said. So Oh, sweet. Cool. Go ahead, um, my dear. I'm, I'm basically just scrolling through my five stars from 2019. Uh, I watched Under the Silver Lake this year. There's a really good... Uh, mm-hmm. I think there's a half in the bag on it. it holy shit. I, everyone needs to see Under the Silver Lake. Like, as much as I shit on movies that take place in Hollywood, this one, like, isn't... It's not about... The fact that it takes place in Hollywood... It's just because it's playing into the noir, like, the whole handbook. It's a modern... It's a neo-noir. It is fantastic. The mystery is so good. And it, it's just a show... It is so strange. Andrew Garfield... He, he, like, does not look like himself in the movie either. Like, I could... I, I know. It doesn't look like him and, at all. Like, I think the best way to encapsulate, like, the, just the strange things that happen in this movie is that at the beginning of the movie, a squirrel falls on the sidewalk in front of Andrew Garfield and dies, and it's, like, a tiny little, like, puppet of a squirrel, and they show it go, like, ah, and die, and, like, <laughs> that's that's the movie. That's that's the tone. Great movie. Go watch it. What else did I see this I really... year? <laughs> I watched, like, the first ten minutes, but there was a lot of boobs in oh, it. Oh, yeah, it is like, not a movie to watch in the family room, that's for sure. I didn't... I didn't think there'd be any boobs in it, so I was like, "All right, I need to watch this on my computer then, so no one, no one thinks I'm looking at boobs." And I just haven't since. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, that's I watched, my story, and I'm sticking I watched, to it. I watched a really a lot of really old movies this year that like I hadn't seen before. Um, I saw I saw Paris is Burning this year. Paris is Burning is from Ooh. 1990. It's a documentary on like uh, the drag scene. Well, it was they weren't calling it the drag scene. It was the uh, the ballrooms, the ball circuit in New York City at the time, which was kind of like the the precursor to kind of like drag pageants and stuff. They had drag going on in it, but it was just like the gay competition to be at. Like people were dancing. Mm-hmm. There were like a billion categories. It's an it's a really tight documentary. It's really great. And if you watch it and you don't, I mean. If you already hate RuPaul's Drag Race, great. But if you don't, if you don't hate RuPaul's Drag Race, you'll watch this documentary and you'll hate it. RuPaul's Drag Race. You'll also realize that yeah, a lot I... of that language has been around for a very long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like realness, all that other stuff. Like it's it's going on, and it came from this kind of scene in New York City. Um, 
Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. Very good. Yeah, I love that movie. I uh, I watched Lord of the Rings for the first time this year. I'm not gonna talk about Lord of the Rings, but I did watch it for the first time this year, and that's a crime because I'm 23. <laughs> I haven't. I've never seen it. Yeah, but also like I totally love uh like. Uh, high fantasy stuff so like the fact that it took me that long is just like a crime i watched i I do want to talk about though i I mentioned at the beginning and this will be i think this will be the last movie i talk about um harakiri i saw this year and it's it's kind of like one of the greatest movies of all time it is just it's it's a japanese film misaki kobayashi the man and uh it's it's a samurai movie but it's not like it's it's got so many layers there's a, there's a lot of like miscommunication and misunderstanding going on um and it's just like i i like almost don't want to spoil the plot for you because i really want you to watch it um there's just mm-hmm. like a lot of weird like personal issues clashing in the movie between characters and like the situation and things like that but it's um it's basically about a guy who shows up at a um a lord's house in japan and he's like, I would like to commit ritual suicide here. And um, there's just like a bunch of drama coming up after that. Because um, <laughs> clearly they, they reveal that um, someone famously offered to commit ritual suicide at this guy's house. And he's like, whoa, that's really that's really fucking metal. I'm going to make you one of my personal retainers. You're going to be one of my samurai. And he made a ton of money as a result. So I guess there, there's this rash of people going to do that. So it's during that kind of environment that this film happens. And it's like, ugh, it's top tier. It's a really good samurai movie. Um, it's really great. And it's not even too long, I don't think. Let me check the runtime on this baby. 135 minutes. That's not that bad. <laughs> yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah, I'm a big 90-minute movie person, though. So, like... What's the uh, what's the real feel the on real that feel? one? It's, it's, it, feels a lot, <laughs> it feels a lot shorter than it is. It's a good one. I really like this. I really like this term. The real feel, like real feel, we're keeping it, patent it. Yeah. I'm patenting real feel, even though I'm. It's probably already patented for a uh, temperature. No, it. it, it real is. feel TM. <laughs> oh man. Any uh, anything else you'd like to talk about? Um, I I honestly don't know. I feel like we've covered it. And then later on, like, we'll finish recording and I'll be like, oh, no, I didn't talk about Avengers Infinity <laughs> War. In the, Star- in the middle of the Star Wars episode, you're like, by the way, I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> I will say uh, the one thing I'd like to talk about that's not on my list is I saw Little Women yesterday and I saw it in 2020, but it was a 2019 movie. So I just want to talk about it and just say great movie made me cry four times. Greta Gerwig is tied with Ryan Johnson as my favorite director. I love her. Do the little women uh, ever get needs... bigger? Oh, they got bigger. <laughs> and they also got sadder. <laughs> um, uh, I just I just hope her next movie does not like <laughs> does not cause me to have more things to talk about in therapy. Like <laughs> just make a pleasant movie, please. Instead of just make something that doesn't make me want to cry. Just stop cutting me down to my soul. Stop! Stop or calling do, me out, Greta Gerwig, please. Yeah, exactly. like I haven't, I haven't seen Lady Bird, 
because I know for a fact that it will make me extremely existentially upset when I see it. It did for yeah, me. Yeah, because I, I, a lot of it, a lot of things that I know about it, ha- like affect me very personally. So like I, I just I don't want to watch it because I'm scared. Yeah, it's like it's it's like upsetting that the movie. I wish the movie was bad. So yeah, it's that like I man, I wish this was it. bad so I could just pretend it didn't happen. Too bad it's good. God. <laughs> yep. Also, Spies in Disguise, good ass movie. I forgot oh. this was the 2020 review, Olive. Stop! Don't bully me. I'll bully you. I just want to talk about sp- here. I just want to talk about spies. Here, in I'll talk about a Tom movie. I, says- I watched. I watched Goldeneye yesterday. That's. That's it. I saw that yesterday. Now we're even. Does Tom Holland say cloaca no. in it? No. Stop talking about well, cloaca. I, I never want to hear. I never want to hear the word cloaca again. Then you shouldn't see Spies in Disguise because Tom Holland says it no less than ten times. I don't I don't want to know the context for that ever. The context no. is exactly what you think I it is. I don't stop. I don't want to know. Don't even imply it. No, I mean don't. No, I'm not I'm not I'm, <laughs> I'm just telling you straight up. Alright, well uh well, thanks for joining us <laughs> this week on Time Code. <laughs> AKA Time Cloaca. No, you can't do I that. Can. You can't I'm us. the co-host. No, no. I give it three cloacas out of five. No. Can I tell you <laughs> the context of it though? Maybe, maybe off the podcast. I don't know. Okay. Or, or on it. We're, we're, you, I, no, let's do it. I just want okay, to tell, tell you. Me. It's what so it, funny. The... Because me and my me and my best friend, we saw it separately, and. I was like, I wish we saw it together because I felt so alone in the scene where Tom Holland and the Will Smith pigeon, now as a pigeon, are on a private jet and it just shows a bathroom door and it just show it just starts playing these disgusting like s- squirting sound effects. No. And and Will Smith is like, "Oh no! Oh no!" Ah! And then he comes out of the bathroom and he's like, looks like shaken. And Tom Holland's like, are you okay? And then Will Smith is like, no. Poop and pee come from the same hole now. And Tom Holland is like, oh yeah, that's a cloaca. And I was I was like to my friend, I'm like, I was so alone in that moment. Because first I hear him struggling in the bathroom. And I'm like, oh no, they're going to... I'm like, he's figuring out like his whole anatomy. They're like, that's so... My, that's so like that's so weird. My soul and is then he exiting the my bathroom. body as you speak. Like my soul is trying to leave my body right now, knowing that that a scene like that exists. Why? Why do they have to talk about bird buttholes? Why? I'm so upset by this. And I was like, I was like, but then he leaves the bathroom and he starts describing what it is, and then I'm like. Oh no! But then Tom Holland says the word cloaca, and I'm and like, just "Oh no!" I just, I take back all my <laughs> cloaca my jokes. Best... This is so much worse than I could have ever imagined. I, I and need my to best go. friend was like, "That was my exact like internal journey watching that scene alone too." Like we just both individually had this horrifying roller coaster of emotions. I don't think 
in the theater. I don't think I've ever been talked out of seeing a movie so quickly. <laughs> no, no, you have to see it. I cried. I, I cried oh, at the no. end. I cannot. I cannot. <laughs> the fact that they make pee and poop coming out of the same hole jokes. Oh my god. I I need to lie down. It, it wasn't even a joke as much as it just was uh <laughs> exposition. Exposition. Oh. Uh, okay. See you next week everyone. See Spies this in is, Skies this now is how, in theaters. This is how you get the stinger on the podcast every time you tell me something incredibly awful and then you go, "All right, see you next time on Time Code." <laughs> My god. <laughs>